discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified. Point number four. You see, so the challenges have come, isn't it? So how do what are the elements that you will use you use to face your challenges and win your fights? Okay? So point number four is the first thing that will help you. Walk in the wisdom of God's word. Walk in the wisdom of God's word. Walk what? In the wisdom of God's word. Point number one is dream big. Point number two is Discipline and, and what? Diligence. Point number three is you face challenges. Hmm? Seven vital keys to manifesting your greatness. These are vital keys. So, the, a key of facing challenges is a key. You must be aware. It is coming. It's coming. Oh. The challenge is coming. Oh. Sometimes it's called the evil day. Yes, something strange will just happen. But that is your opportunity. When it comes, don't say, me, mommy, me, mommy, you kind of meant you. No, <laughs> that, is your, that is your opportunity to do something very big. So walk in the wisdom of God's will. How do you do that? So A, under that, is learn the word. Learn the word. How do you walk in the wisdom of God's word? The first thing is to learn the word. Say, learn the word. Learn the word. word. You see, until you come to the point of your life where you recognize that the word of God is my only means for success, you have not yet started. (laughs) There are a lot of Christians who think that they have other options. A friend, that's why you keep telling people about your your problems. When you face a challenge, the first people you, you tell are your friends. Yeah. Your mother, your father, your sister, your something. You're something. Someone you think can help you. Curse be the man that make it flesh his arm. Hmm? Look at Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5. That's the other Lord. Curse be the man that trusts in man. Have you seen it? Curse be the man that trusts in man. If you put your trust in man, you're in trouble. Challenges will come, but no human being can help you. Your, your first option shouldn't be a human being. Your first option should be God. How do you contact God? His word. His word is the tool for fighting. Without his word, you can't fight. Without his word, you can't face a challenge. If you follow these points that I'm telling you in life, you will never ever fail in anything. That confession that you make that I will never fail in my life will be a reality in your life. It wouldn't just be a confession because you know what to do. You are equipped. You know what to do. When the challenges come, get to the word. You must learn the word. You must learn the word. This curse be the man that trusts the man and make a flesh his arm and whose heart departed from the Lord. Next verse. 
For he shall be like the heat in the desert. This is what happens to people who make man their reference point. He shall be, be like the heat in the desert and shall not see when good cometh. He shall not see when the good is coming. But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salty land, and not habit, inhabited. Verse 7. Blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. How do you trust the Lord? Through his word. Verse 8. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. Have you read first uh, uh, Psalm, Psalm 1 verse 1 before? It shows you what he's talking about. Go to Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. His joy, his delight. What brings him excitement is the word of God. The, word, the, the law of the Lord is the word of God. His delight is in the word of God. And in his word does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth his fruits in his season. His leaf also shall, also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth. He shall be what? Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Unless you think that the Bible is not true. Unless you think that your uncle is more powerful, your brother is more powerful. When you come to, and God will drive you there. He will drive you there to get to the point where you know that he is the only one who can help you. There are too many options in your life. You have too many options. When you are praying, you have a lot of people in your mind. Plenty. God will take all of them away. Have you heard of the spirit of disappointment before? The spirit of, the, the spirit of disappointment will attack you. You'll be surprised. His delight is in the love of the Lord. His joy is in the word of the Lord. And in it does he meditate day and night. You have to learn the word of God though. You have to learn the word of God though. Tell you, but you have to learn the word of God though. You must know the word. What are you going to fight with if you don't have the word? What are you going to fight with? What are you going to what will be the tool that you will use to fight when you don't know the word? You are in trouble. You are in trouble. What are you going to fight with? Your mind is full of series. Full of things apart from the scriptures. Your approval in life for anything with God is through his word. For you to be approved for anything. What, what, what will be your clearance that this challenge, you are going against this challenge and you are cleared, you, are, you can move forward? It's the word of God. Hmm. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. You must learn the word though. The problem that's coming will not go away until you know the word. Oh. But continue down the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou, thou hast known the holy scriptures. Since you have known the holy scriptures, you must know the holy scriptures. You have to know the holy scriptures. For thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise. Unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Unto salvation is deliverance, clearance, being approved, your healing. Let's look at uh, Amplified. It will tell us. And how from a child, your child, you have had a knowledge of and been acquainted with the sacred writings, 
which are able to instruct you and give you the understanding for salvation which comes through faith in Christ Jesus. Through the leaning of an entire human personality on God in Christ. Jesus has absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom and goodness. Hmm? The word salvation there means healing, deliverance, being taken out of trouble. So what will take you out of trouble is what? It's the word of God. He's able to make you wise unto salvation. He's able to make you wise to take you out. To block the challenge. To take you over the challenge. To help you go through the challenge. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He didn't say, he didn't, he never said, though I don't, I will never walk through it. He says, do I walk through it. You will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But he says, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thy rod. Eh, what did he say? Because what? Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. It's all his word. What are you going to do? When the day of trouble comes, you must take the word. We've seen people stand on the word. They'll put the word of God down and say, I'm standing on your word. Do you know, do you know Young Cho almost died of tuberculosis? Great Young Cho. He was going to, his life was going to save more than 3 million people. And he, his life, he was nearly terminated because of tuberculosis. Yeah. It took his belief in God's word. He had to face it with the word of God. And say, I cannot die. I cannot die. If he had not known it, he wouldn't have known that he, he cannot die. And through that confession, he was healed. Kenneth Hagen, you know Kenneth Hagen? Yeah. Kenneth Hagen had that heart disease that kept him on the bed for almost two years. He almost died. He was declared dead. In six months, he was supposed to die. After six months, he was still alive. The doctors didn't understand. And he kept going and going and going. After one, one and a half years, he started walking. And he came up and became a great minister of God throughout the world. Hallelujah. Robert almost died of tuberculosis also. Hey. Plenty, plenty problems. Plenty problems. Catherine Coleman's ministry was almost ended by a man. Yeah. Yes, she had this guy that she loved so much with all of her heart. The guy was a married man. Yeah. That was a challenge. She had to give it up. Use the word of God to overcome that before she could move on. If you don't know the word, you must learn the word. Tell anybody you must learn the word. Say it again. You must learn the word. It is able to make you wise. Okay? It's able to make you wise. But we say, study to show yourself approved. Unto God. With that, you're studying the word of God. You are not approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Right, knowing you see, when he says rightly dividing the word of truth, he's talking about knowing exactly what word to use for what what problem. Wow. <laughs> do you know there are some children of God who don't know what to do when there's sickness? They don't know. They don't know the word to use. They don't know the word to use when there's sin consciousness, big sin consciousness in their lives. Because sin consciousness can be a major challenge for you and delete you. Ships delete you from the kingdom of God. Yes. You must know the word. You have to. It is your salvation. <laughs> it is your salvation. Without it, you can't go against the troubles of life. You can't. It's not possible. It's not possible. Ignore the word and what? Add another word and grow rich. Ignore the word. 
Let me show you some more scriptures. Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16. I'll never be poor in my life. I'll never go down in my life. <laughs> what do you do with the word of God? When I say learn the word of God, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? Am I talking about just reading the Bible? No. I'm talking about something more. I'm talking about eating the scriptures. Okay? Eat the scriptures. Like, let it bubble out of your spirit. The Bible is not for preachers, who Listen. Next year, next year, I'm, I'm telling you my, my life next year. Next year, I'm going to be promoted very, 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 very high. Because of the word of God. I, you see, I don't want to go without you. That's what I'm telling you what I'm telling you. Take what I'm telling you seriously. Yes. I'm your pastor, I'm telling you the truth. Next year, we are, going to, we are going to go times five of, of what we have. Yes. Times five of what we have now, times five. Mark it on the wall. But it's going to be, every, everything that God says has a clause with it. The clause is that the word of God is what you need. If you ignore, you are, if you ignore it, will not, it will not work. That, that word is for everybody in the ministry. It's for the ministry. It's for myself. It's for everybody in the ministry. But the condition is that the word of God must dwell in you richly. Okay? Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. Verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Go there before we come here. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Hmm? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the let your wealth be the word of God. Let it eat you up. Don't let the thoughts of a certain boy eat you up. Or of a certain lady's bottoms eat you up. You are wasting your life. Without the word of God, you can't stand to make any demand for anything to change. <laughs> you can't. You can't stand to make a demand for any... Because the word of God is the only, it's your only means of change. It is your only means of change. No oil will help you. No talisman will help you. No naphtali bombs will help you. It is the word of God that is embedded in your spirit that will produce results. That's the only thing that will help you go against the challenges and succeed and cause the dream of God in your life to work you must learn it eh? Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16 thy words were found and I did eat them I found your words and I did eat them and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart for I am called by thy name O Lord God of hosts it was the joy and rejoicing of my heart without you eating the word of God there wouldn't be joy there wouldn't be any rejoicing. I don't know how strong I should preach this anymore. You know why he's saying it's it. He says, thy words were found and I did eat them. I found your words and I ate them. You must find them. And when you find them, eat them. Because it's not everybody that finds the word. Look at Proverbs chapter, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Proverbs 4, 20. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. Next verse. Let them not depart out of thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them. It's not everybody that finds them. And medicine and health to all their flesh. They are life to those that find them. They are life to those that find them. It brings you life. When you find it, it brings you life. Jeremiah says, I, I found your word. And when I found your word, I ate them. I ate them. And your word was unto, unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. You must know emphatically what you are. You must know emphatically who you are. You must know emphatically where you are going. Jesus always knew. He knew. There was no, there was no shadow of doubt in his mind. He always declared it. I am come from the Father. Yeah, the devil tried to, to abort the vision of God for his life so many times. When he said that he was going to die to his disciples, what did Peter do? He caught him aside and started rebuking him. Jesus said that, get thee behind me, Satan. You do not see about the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. Things of men wanted to take him away. I found your words and I did eat them. <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 9. Come here. Ezekiel chapter 2, from verse 9 into chapter 3, okay? We read chapter 3. And when I looked, this is Ezekiel. He says, and when I looked, behold, an hand was sent unto me. And lo, a roll of a book was therein. A roll of a book. A roll, a book was found inside that particular thing, that, that hand. Next verse. And he spread it before me, and it was written within and without. And there was written therein lamentations and mourning and woes. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat that thou findest. Eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. If you don't eat the word of God, you can't speak it. And amazingly, what causes the challenges to go away is the speaking. Because the next thing, the wisdom of God is in two forms. The, the point is, walk according or walk in the wisdom of God. How do you walk in the wisdom of God? Number one, learn the word of God. Eh? Walk in the wisdom of the word of God. Number one is to Learn the word of God. Number two is to talk the word of God. Without learning the word of God, you can't talk it. And I'm showing you how to learn the word of God. How do you learn the word of God? You must eat it. Why is he saying eat it? When you eat buffaloes, beans, kenke, wache, jollof, where does it end up? You are, you are a picture of jollofs that you have eaten, bankus that you have eaten. Tilapias that you have chewed in your life. If your, your DNA eh, and your muscles and your bones and everything are made up of the coatings, they are made up of carbons, oxygens, nitrogen. Am I lying, doctors? Am I lying? Where do we get them from? Where do we? From the food we are eating. The hydrocarbons are found in the foods that we are eating. Carbohydrates. All the banquet I've been eating has been giving you carbohydrates. So the banco you eat, the food you eat is what has become part of you. That's what has made you grow. You are able to kick things around and do things because you ate something that became a part of you. What you don't eat does not become, become a part of you. Since I found your word and I ate them. Then he said unto me, go and speak unto the house of Israel. Without eating it, you can't speak. Next verse. Okay, next verse. So I opened my mouth and, and he caused me to eat that roll. 
Next verse. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat, and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. And he said unto me, Son of man, go, get thee unto the house of Israel, and speak my words unto them. Without the word of God becoming your food. Nandus kila had gili hoshile vlas kenebe. It will not proceed out of your mouth. What will cause the challenges to be swallowed up are the word of God that proceeds out of your spirit. You must eat the word. You must eat the word. Thy words were found and I did eat them. Thy words were found and I did eat them. You must eat the word. You must eat the word. Receive grace to eat God's word right now. Receive grace to make the word of God your delight. Receive grace to eat God's word. Receive grace to eat God's word. Receive grace to eat God's word. To eat God's word. To eat God's word. For God's word to be part of you. For it to be part of your DNA. For it to be part of your mind. For it to be part of your heart. For it to be part of every sign you, every bone of your body. For it to be inundated with the word. Grace, grace, grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The word of God. The scriptures are able to make thee wise. Unto salvation. I see you coming out of certain challenges. Because of the word of God that will release from your spirit. Lera tinegloshinigla. Lera glishko nimnandi vladuske neblea. Reba balublande belebron balegrege senebranda yabatule gebea. Lebro de medashke stenemo nombla kelebe. Rego tini blada madole shegele belaro badale balare balare. Legla gatunebea. Rabaluge sili bradomadea. 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 Hallelujah. Sit down for a moment. Sit down for a moment. Let's do some more. Let's do some more. Revelation chapter 10 verse 1. Thy words were found. And I did eat them. There's grace. There's grace to sit on the word for two hours. As a child of God. Not as a, as a, not as a, as a man of God like you're a pastor or something. No. Not because you're going to preach to somebody. No. There's grace to sit on the word. Listen, I'm coming from somewhere. Okay? Yeah. I'm coming from somewhere. I didn't get here by osmosis or by diffusion. No. No. I received grace to sit on the word. To eat the word. Yeah. To sit on the word and eat the word. For the word to become a part of me. I've seen the word of God proceed out of my mouth to change things. It's not everybody who speaks for the word to come to pass. No, it's not everybody. It's not everybody. For the word to come to pass, for the wisdom of the word of God to work in your life, you must eat it. Yes. Then when it's coming out, it's an original. Your voice becomes the voice of creation. The fishes will respond to your voice. The sea will respond to your voice. No, Jesus had results because he was God. This is God. He had the voice of God. He was the word of God tabernacled in flesh. Yeah. The word of God dwells in us. 
but you must eat it. For what is inside you to come together with what you are eating. So important. Remember, remember that we are born with hydrocarbons inside us. The child is born with hydrocarbons inside it. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't need hydrocarbons again. He needs nutrients to be able to grow. We are born with the word, yet we need the word of God to grow. The, our growth, our maturity and our ability to do more is dependent on the word of God that we eat. It's, it's, that's how it is. You can't change it. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head. Have you seen a rainbow before? The whole rainbow was upon... A rainbow is very big. Yet the, rain, the whole big rainbow was upon the angel's head. And he was clothed with a cloud. Have you seen a cloud before? Big cloud. He was clothed with it. His clothing was a cloud. And his face was as it were the sun. Have you seen the sun before? As it's very big and very bright. And his feet as pillars of fire. A very strange angel indeed. Big angel, isn't it? And he had in his hand a little book. I mean, a big angel is coming. And it's a little book that he has. Small book. Little book. Little book. He had the book of Colossians in his hand. Little book. Three chapters, four chapters, five chapters, six chapters. Finish. Little book. Little book. That big angel had the little book. Because the little book is the salvation of many. And he set his right foot upon the sea. Have you seen the sea before? His right foot was upon the sea. Not upon the sea. Meaning that the sea could not even cover up to his ankles. His, it was, have you, do you know the depth of the sea? And his left foot on the earth. Next verse. And cried with a loud voice. As when a lion roared. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. There are, things that, there are some things that are hidden to us. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lifted up his hand to heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever and ever, and who created heaven and the things that therein are, and the earth, and the things that therein are, and the sea, and the things which... Blah, 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 blah. Next verse. Verse 8. And the voice which I heard from heaven spoke unto me again and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. Go and take that book. Next verse. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up. Take it and eat it up. And it shall be in thy mouth. It shall make thy belly better, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. You see, Getting the word of God, eh? It's not easy. Sitting on it, it's a lot of bitterness. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? It's a lot of bitterness related to it. But when you put it inside your belly, and it is coming out, it will make your life sweet as honey. That is the only thing that will make your life very sweet. It will be bitter. It's like, oh, Charlie, you, you feel like you, you should spend your time doing other things. It's like it's more profitable being on Facebook. It is more profitable being on on WhatsApp or on Instagram because you are seeing pictures. Things you are seeing pictures, watching a series, it's better. That one is better. It's nicer in your belly. The word of God is better in your belly, but it is sweet. It is sweet in your mouth. But it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. Next verse. 
And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, thou must prophesy again before many peoples. And nations and tongues and kings. The word of God will bring you to many peoples. That is what will cause your idea to go to many peoples. And go to many nations. And cause you to stand before kings. Are you ready to fly? Can I show you some more? Hmm. You must, you see, I said the power of the word is released. There's a release of the spirit. Okay? There's a release of the spirit. There's a release of, of the power of God. And I want to, I want to show it to you. Walking in the wisdom of God has to do with eating the word and speaking the word. Eating the word and speaking the word. How did God change the word? Speaking the word. He spoke his word. He's the word. So he could speak it for it to change things. I see it. He could speak it for it to change things. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness upon the face of the deep. And the soul of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. The release of the word is through your mouth. You see, with that, your deliverance is in what you are saying. It's in the word of God that you are speaking. The wisdom of God is in learning it and speaking it. You must talk the word. You have to talk the word. That is how the power of God is released. Wisdom. That is how the power of God is released. Through your talking it. Okay? Now, I want to add the next point to it so that we can fly. Okay? Let me, let me show it to you. So, the next, the, that's point number five, isn't it? That's key number five. Key number five is to fellowship the Spirit. Fellowshiping the Spirit. You see, you must recognize the Holy Spirit in your life. You have to. You must recognize your need of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't, you can't have visions and dreams. You can't. It's not possible. You will, you will be blind. The Holy Spirit is the only one who can pilot you to the destination that God has for you. He's the only one. He's the one who knows the, the, the road. He knows the destination. He's the only one who can take you. Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 13, verse 14. Second Corinthians 13, 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Communion means koinonia. It means fellowship. It means participation. It means communication. So you must learn to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. What does fellowship mean? To talk to and to expect a reply. Okay? You must commune with the Holy Spirit. You must partner with the Holy Spirit. I don't know if I'm explaining it properly enough for you. The Amplified mentions it. It says the communion and sharing together and participation in the Holy Spirit be with you. Fellowship. Fellowship. This has to do with recognizing that it's it's a recognition. Just recognize that the Holy Spirit, without you, Holy Spirit, I'm sunk. Jesus said that without me, you are nothing. You can do nothing. That's what Jesus said. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus is the Holy Spirit. 
Without me, you can do nothing. Without him, we can't do anything. You must understand that you need him in your life. One of the words that this particular word is translated into is transportation. The Holy Ghost is the one who can transport you into your future. And show you what to do. Like he transported Philip from one location to the other. He can transport you from this location. And take you through the spirit to your destination. And show you what you are supposed to do with your life. That's how powerful the Holy Spirit is. You see. I, I, let, me, let me close my notes. Let me just talk to you out of my spirit. Okay. The coming of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes. He comes with power. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He said, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Have you heard that before? Yeah. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Give, show me your hand if you have received the Holy Spirit. If you have received the Holy Spirit, then there's a deposit of power within. Hallelujah. This, this is the power of the Most High. That same power that brought Jesus Christ out of the dead is what is inside you. Same power. And the coming come of the Holy Spirit comes with two things. Power and then with the language. It's called the language of God. The language of the Spirit. God is, God is the, the, the Holy Spirit is God. So it's called the language of God or the language of the Spirit. Okay? And the means of stirring the power. Because the power can be dull in you. You, you, are filled, you, are, you have the Holy Ghost. But the power can be very dull. Can be very, very dull. You can't even power your bubble with the power. Yay! We can have low current here. And you can't put their conditions on. You may put a, some few bobs on. You can't do some things. Same thing with our spirits. So we receive the Holy Ghost. We have the power inside us. But the power, the current may be very low. Guess what? Guess how you charge the power. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Hmm? Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let's read verse 4. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. He that speaketh an unknown tongue edifieth himself. But he that prophesied edifieth the church. Let's read the Amplified of this verse. He who speaks in a strange tongue edifies and improves himself. Other version says he charges himself like a battery. That's what other versions say. He charges himself. The one who speaks in a known tongue charges himself like a battery. So the power of God that is in us is like a battery. But that battery, you know, just like any any of these acid-based batteries, you can have it draining, the power being drained because it is used. And you need to recharge it for it to get back to full power. Isn't it? The means of recharging it to full power is speaking in tongues. And Paul said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. Hallelujah. I want to show you something. Okay? The problem with most of us is that we speak in tongues, we are charged, but we don't use the power for anything. Because we don't know how to release the power. We don't know how to release the power. That's where the problem is. We don't know how to release the power. How do you release the power of the Spirit? Because there are challenges. You need to be able to overcome the challenges. How do you overcome the challenges? Exodus chapter 3. 
verse 19 to 22. There's something that God does that he taught Moses. And I'm sure that he, the king of Egypt, will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. And I'll stretch out my hand. This is God talking. He says, I'll stretch out my hand. And I'll smite Egypt with all my wonders. Where are God's wonders found? It is found and happens out of his outstretched arm. It says, and I'll stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you go. Go to the next verse. And I'll give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when you go, you shall not go empty. The outstretched arm of God caused Israel to be prospered. Look at the next verse. And, but every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her, of her, of her that sojourneth in her house, jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment, and ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and ye shall spoil the Egyptians. You shall make a spoil of them. You shall rip them of all their property. Go to chapter 7, verse 4. Exodus 7, 4. But this, this is God talking. He said, but Pharaoh shall not... Did you see what I showed you there at the other side? But Pharaoh shall not... Hearken unto you that I may lay my hand upon Egypt and bring forth my armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. Next verse. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch forth my hand upon Egypt and bring out the children of Israel from among them. Next verse. And Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded them, so did they. And Moses was four score years old and Aaron four score and three years old when they spake unto Pharaoh. Go on. Okay. All right. Now, jump to verse 19. Same book, same chapter, verse 19. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, say unto Aaron, take thy rod and stretch out. So God was doing it. And he taught Moses and Aaron to do the same. He says, take thy rod and stretch. The rod was the power of God. Remember, God told him that. He asked, well, how, do, how do I know that? How do they, if they, well, just put your rod down. It will turn into a serpent. Okay? That's what God told him. And with the rod, they worked a lot of miracles, isn't it? How were they working the miracles? Check. Check and see. The, the rod was the power of God that they had. The way for the power of God to work. They had the power of God, but until they stretched for their hand, the power of God never worked. They always had the rod with them. They were working with it. It was, it was a normal part of their life. Everybody had. Every shepherd in Israel, and all Israelites were shepherds. They all had the, the rod that they worked with. But the rod that Moses had and the rod that Aaron had, had the power of God in there. They could walk with it. But the day they stretch it forth, the day they stretch their hand forth, like this, the power of God is released. Stretch out thine hand upon the waters of Egypt, and upon their shoes, upon their rivers, and upon their ponds, and upon all their pools of water, that they may become blood, and that they may be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. And that's exactly what happened. And Moses and Aaron did so, as the Lord commanded. And he lifted up the rod and smote the waters where... Uh, smote the waters that were in the river. Blah, 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 blah. He stretched forth his hand. Yeah. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? Yeah. Listen, if you missed this, you didn't come for the service. I'm telling you. Because I'm showing you the, how to release the power of God. Go to chapter 14, verse 16. Chapter 14, verse 16. Chapter 14. Same book. Chapter 14, verse 16. But lift thou upon up thy rod. This is, this is Moses at the Red Sea. They are come to cross the Red Sea. Okay? And God is showing Moses what to do to divide the rest. A problem has come. He's showing him how to release the power of God to divide the Red Sea. But lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea. And you divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Look at the next verse. 
and I and I behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. Next verse. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh and upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, blah, 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 blah. what did Moses do? Moses, go to verse 20. And he came between the camp, the angel moved and came between their camps. 21. And Moses stretched out his hand. Stretch, stretch out your hand like this. <laughs> you know, sometimes you go for meetings and the man of God will say, stretch forth your hand. Have you ever seen that before? Stretch, stretch forth your hand and let's pray for this person. Don't think there's nothing inside you. There's something inside your hand. You are stretched and it's a release of the power of God. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. This Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. So how, what, 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 how do we do it? How do we do it? You speak in tongues. What is the tongue speaking for? To charge, to charge the battery. To charge. As for the power, it is there. You charge the power like this. You charge the power. After you have charged the power, you stretch forth your hands. And the power of God is released. That is the release of the power. The power of God is released to whatever. Speak in tongues right now. Just speak in tongues. Rise up upon your feet. Rise up upon your feet. Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up, wherever you are. Charge yourself up. Charge wherever you are, charge yourself up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Listen, I am charged up. Okay? I'm charged up. Now, I'm a minister of God. I'm not a businessman. So I can't use the power for a business deal. But I can use it in ministry. I use it for ministry. I use it for ministry. I don't even have to lay hands on you. All I need to do is to stretch out my hands. It's called the release of the spirit. It's called the release of power. Do you want it? Do you want it? Take it now. 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 It's yours. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Charge yourself and release the power. Charge yourself. And release the power. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. That is the release of the power. That is how you let the power go. Jesus said, if I by the finger of God work miracles amongst you, then is the kingdom of heaven come unto you. The kingdom of God has come unto you. Because when he stretched forth his hands, power comes out of his fingers. Let me show you another scripture that will help you. There was a day Joshua was fighting AI. Joshua was going to fight AI. And God gave him strict instructions concerning what he should do. He told him, stretch forth your hand over AI. Until victory is wrought, don't let your hand come down. The power of God was in his hand. It was in him. And the way for the power of God to be released was for his hands to be stretched forth. As he stretched forth his hand like that. The power of God. You see, it's better when you are praying with a revelation. Yeah, it's a, it's a clear revelation from the, word, from the word of God. In the New Testament, it is coined as the laying on of hands. That's what it's coined as. It's coined as the laying on of hands. You stretch forth your hands. And you lay on. You see, so you stay up the power like that. You can't direct you to your business. When you get to your business, you lay your hands on your business. It will change. Things will work. You will have strange customers. 
You have customers you never thought you would have. Joshua chapter 8, verse 18. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Stretch out the, the spear that is in thy hand toward Ai. You see, the, the, the power was in the spear. But in our case, it is not in many materials, it's inside. It's inside. So I should stretch forth your So you can sometimes you speak in tongues, you speak in tongues, you speak in tongues. But then after that, we say in Jesus' name, and then we go. No. You have been charged. That, you, you, listen, the amazing thing is that you don't need to feel anything. You don't need to feel anything. The Holy Ghost is not, it's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. Yeah, you don't need to, you don't need to have any feeling inside. He says, stretch out thy spear, the spear that is in, in thine hand toward the eye. For I will give it unto thine hand. This is the way to rot and work victory. This is the way to claim victory. The way to win your challenges. The word of God that is, and you see sometimes you stare at yourself like that. Where start proceeding out of your mouth? The word of God that is inside you. The word of God that is a part of you starts oozing out of you. It oozes out of you like this. And the, the stretch arm accompanied with the word of God that is coming out of your mouth. Works miracles. So I don't know what is your concern now. I don't know what's a challenge for you now. Or it's a challenge in your family now. I want you to stay up yourself. Look at it. And Joshua stretched out the spirit that was in his hand toward the city. He stretched out his hand like that towards the city. Whatever challenge it is, stay up yourself. Stretch forth your hand. Release the power. Release the power. Release the power. Speak words of power. Speak words of power. It'll change. It'll bow. It'll change. It's working. It's working. Stretch forth your hand. It's working. It's working. Hallelujah. Find a seat for yourself. Find a seat for yourself. We are not done. Find a seat for yourself. Hallelujah. That's how to take the victory for yourself. And you, you see, you keep, it's called winning your, that's the next point. Win your fights. Wow. You must win your fight. There are some people who fight endless fights. They are still fighting. Years and years and years they are fighting. You must win your fight. Okay? You must release the power and believe in what you are doing. And expect a result. Expect a change. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you a note of victory from inside. Sometimes you burst into laughter. You just burst into laughter. You just burst into laughter. You'll be praying like this. As you're praying like this with your hands stretched. As you're praying. So sometimes when we say, lift up your hands and let's pray. It's because we want the power to come out of you. That's why we are doing that. The power must come out of you. Because I, I, I wish that all men pray everywhere. Lifting up holy hands. The hands are holy. Lifting up holy hands. When you lift them like that, the power of God oozes out of your fingers. And it goes, you, di- you must direct it. You mu- I'm directing it to this point. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And it will work. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. And that's, the way, that's how you win, your, you win your fights. They are fights, but you take the fights through the spirit. Because the realm of the spirit is bigger than the realm of the physical. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, it's bigger than the, the physical. You take your victory like that. Sometimes you have a victory note, like I was telling you. You have a victory note. You have a victory note from within. Either in the form of laughter or in the form of thanksgiving. You just know that this problem, this thing that you're praying about, it is finished. This is the last, this is this last day. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Take the victory. Okay. The only spirit is bigger than the other physical. 
It is more influential than another physical. We make changes from there. We, that's, that's, that's where we make changes from. What has not happened in the spirit cannot happen in the physical. It can't. It's not possible. It's not possible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, sometimes you'll be praying and then you just know. You just know that this thing is settled. It's settled. It's a done deal. And you wait in anticipation of your results. You wait in expectation. The Bible says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. You wait in expectation, waiting to see a change. And you shall surely see your change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how you win your fight. Okay? Then the last point is to stay focused. Stay focused. That's point number seven, isn't it? Point number six is what? Win your fight. Point number seven is to stay in focus. There are too many here and there people. Today they are one thing, tomorrow they are another thing. You must stay focused. Don't let anything or anyone change the vision or the dream that God has given to you. Stay focused. It is focus that will cause you to win. Consistently. Without that, you'll be in trouble. There are even men of God who, who don't stay how God has made them. They want to be something that they are not. When they hear that prophecy is invoked, they want to become prophets quickly. When they hear that teaching is invoked, they want to teach quick, quickly. But you must stay where God has decided for you to stay. Because your prosperity is in staying where God has, God has placed you. It's in being what God wants you to be. You understand? This, this pillar cannot decide that he wants to change his location. Because it is not seen. Or probably this one is not seen much. So he wants to become here. So I just want to go there. It can't work. So you must stay focused. Look at Matthew chapter 6 verse 22. Matthew chapter 6 verse 22. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. You must be single-eyed. You understand single-eyed? You must be focused. It says, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, you must be single-eyed. You are looking at one thing and you are looking at that thing. You are looking at what God wants you to do. You get it? What God wants you to do. Stay on your job. Stay on what God wants you to do. Yesterday they released some letters concerning Billy Graham. Some letters of threats that were written to him whilst he was doing his ministry. Yes. CIA and all kinds of things. Threatening to destroy him and kill him and do it. But he never stopped. He was set on the course of soul winning. That was all he, that was all he knew. And as long as he stayed on his course, nobody could distract him. Nothing could kill him. Yeah, he had lived all his mates because he was focused. Yeah. That was the vogue of the healing ministry. He never joined them. That was the vogue of the faith, whatever. He never joined them. His was to preach the gospel and to get many people saved. That was, his, that was, that was what God gave to him. And he stayed on it. There were no miracles in his ministry. He wouldn't have miracles, people falling. Not, none of that. He will preach. And when he says people should come and give their life to Christ. Have you seen people going to give their lives to Christ in his crusade before? You should look for it. It's very powerful. You could have 20,000 people moving at once. It's not, it's, it doesn't happen normally. In America. In Russia. In China. He preached everywhere. He preached everywhere. They'll go in mass. Because he was focused. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at John chapter 18 verse 37. Pilate therefore said unto him, Are thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou seest that I am a king. To this end was I born. He knew what he was born. For and for this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heard my voice. He knew his cause and he stayed on his cause. 
he was the truth. He came to bear witness of the truth and he stayed on his course. They wanted to catch him to make him a, a king because he had multiplied bread for them. He ran away. Becoming a king would, be, would have been very powerful, isn't it? But he just ran away because that's not what he was designed for. That's not what he was sent for. So you must stay focused on what God has designed you for. Stay focused. Don't be distracted. Don't let anyone or anything distract you. There are people that would want to distract you. There are things that would want to distract you. There are, there are plenty of things that would want to distract you. But you must be focused. Without focus, you can't produce results. That's the last key that you need to help you achieve greatness. Or rather, manifest your greatness. 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 39. 1 Kings 20, 39. He says, And as the king passed by, he cried unto the king and said, And he said, Thy servant went out into the midst of the battle. And behold, the man turned aside and brought a man unto me. And said, Keep this man, if by any means he be missing, then shall your life be for his life, or else thou shalt pay a talent of silver. So that there was a battle happening, and someone brought someone to him that he should keep him. Keep him. If you lose him, I'll kill you, or else you pay me money. I mean, something as serious as that. Look at what the guy did. Next verse. And as thy servant was busy here and there, he was busy here and there. Eh? He was busy here and there. And he was gone. As he was busy here and there. If you are, if you are here and there person, today you are here. Tomorrow you are there. Today they say that, oh, this is what is in vogue. You are following that one. They say that right now selling Sobolo is the one that is in vogue. Meanwhile, you have not been called to sell Sobolo. You have been called to sell rice. Yet you want to add Sobolo to it. It will be the beginning of the destruction of your business. Do you understand what I'm saying? Stay focused. Stay where you are. Stay where God wants you to be. You're focusing on what you are doing as what to make it work. The law, the law of focus is something that is destroying a lot of people's lives. It, they, they, are not, they are not focused at all. Too many here and there people. And the king of Israel said unto him, So shall thy judgment be. Thyself has decided it. You yourself have, you have decided your own life. How can they give you someone that you should keep for your life? And you go about busy here and there. What were you doing here and there? Tell me about stay focused. Stay focused on what God has called you to be. Hey, tell your neighbor, stay focused, stay focused. on what God has called you, what God has called you. To, be. to be and to do. And to do. These seven keys are vital keys to aiding you in manifesting the greatness of God that is embedded in you. With this, your greatness will show up. And I see your greatness showing up. Wherever God has called you to be, Wherever God has designed for you to be, I see you being the best at it. I see that big dream that you have coming to pass without delay. I see that big dream come to pass without delay in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you going against all the challenges, skipping over them, going through them, surmounting them in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I see you focused like never before. I release grace upon your life, grace to be focused, grace to work hard grace to see the dream of God and see the vision of God. Grace to eat the word. Grace to do the word. Grace to speak the word. Grace to stir yourself up in the spirit. Grace to fellowship with the spirit. I see you journeying in greatness. 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 God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email 
to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.